Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right, so welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash. I am excited about the next guest that we have with y'all today. We have some ladies who have been breaking glass ceilings. I'm talking about shattering them. They are the people behind the people. We have Miss Courtney Rhodes, Miss Dina Marto in the building. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for being with us inside the vault. For those who don't know, Please tell us about yourself. Well, first, thank you for that amazing introduction. I know, thank so you. much energy. Um, so I'm Courtney Rhodes, and I am one of the co-founders with my partner here, Dina Marto. And I basically am the marketing and media relations um, director at the agency. And just a little bit about my background, I kind of grew up in the media world, running radio stations for iHeart at the time, which is now Clear Channel, became an entrepreneur and really start to figure out ways to help clients clients to build brands and scale their marketing and advertising and really just make more money. And then fast forward, I partnered uh, with Dina and we merged firms and here we are. And I am Dina Marto. Thanks for having us, number one. I am also the co-founder of CND, the agency. I am the D in the CND. Um, I've had about 20 years of music industry experience. I worked, I well started a PR firm when I was 19 in college. I got handpicked and hired by L.A. Reid and worked with him at Island Def Jam for six years, left, started my own business. I did artist development and I built a recording studio in Midtown and then I am also on TI's management team and now partnered with Courtney so we can build this all-women-led agency to empower the next generation of women leaders. No, I love that, I love that. And, and, and let's, let's, Real quick, Courtney, let's not let's not skip over hundred million dollars in ad placements, television, radio, digital, out like right, like big yeah. deal type yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, right? Big deal type vault. of stuff, we're right? In we're in the vault. So let's right. let us let us talk about the bag, right? hundred million dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, let's talk about that, right? And yeah. so I I, I want to start there, right? Because um, you know, branding, marketing, um, you know, being uh, women in a, in a game that's that's largely uh, you know men driven. Right. How do you survive this long, right? And 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 not and not just on a small level, right? You yeah. you you guys have. I, actually, I'm doing it a disservice if I say survive. Survive kind of gives it a word as if you were struggling, right? right. So let, not even how did you survive this long? How did you thrive in a business that is is mainly men driven? And at the level that you you guys have, you know, been able to survive. Sure. To, to so thrive. that's a great question. And I think, um, as a matter of fact, I know it's all in overperforming every time. Mm. So when you're invited to a table with, no matter who's at that table, and you're tasked with the scope of work, and you're tasked with something to do, and if every time you can over-deliver and bring your best self forward, then the work kind of speaks for itself, mm. and then word kind of carries. Mm. And I think one of the things that we both, are pretty excited about is that we don't pitch business, and I've never pitched one piece. Hey, of talk that talk, um, Courtney. I hear you. But I mean, the truth of the matter is, it's because of what we're saying. Like yeah. it's, and and that's why I don't like to lead with how, because that's kind of irrelevant. Because if I don't do that every time, it doesn't matter what I've done in the past. So when we look at every project, it's putting our best foot forward. It's bringing the most creative ideas to the table. It's executing seamlessly every single time, and that's how you sustain in the game. Wow, love it. Love it. And Dina, 19 years old, yeah. handpicked, L.A. Reid, started your own studio, like, and, and, and like, years later, like, you're, like, I wouldn't even say the top of the game, because you just, like, really just started, even though you have this history, like, how, like, how do you, how, how do you thrive this long? Well, to piggyback on what Courtney was saying, it's really about working three times harder than your male counterparts. Mm. We're both in male-dominated industries for a very long time. We have to, um, it's our, your reputation, it's your credibility, mm. it's earning your respect. They don't give it to you. Mm. You have to earn it. And so I really think it's about me being honest, mm. um, having integrity, and performing in my best 
like the best work ethic that you can have and having that drive and just being able to having thick skin too Mm -hmm. really helps you out in this Mm -hmm. world. So yes. All right. And and so, and so we're inside the vault. And so I want to dig a little deeper um, into like mindset though. Right. Because that sounds great. What you just said. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, Where'd you get the mindset from? Like, how, like, like, what, what told you that you had to do that? You just woke up one day and said, you know what? I'm gonna work three times harder than men because I want. Like, 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 where, like, where did that come from? Where, where, where's that mindset come from? So I think for me personally, it's just how I'm wired. It, it's growing up. I grew up in a, a small. Oh, I was born in Baltimore, and then my father moved us to a small town in Berkeley County in South Carolina, and it's growing up seeing. Um, ideals of women that you know don't resonate with who you are Mm. and just being inspired to have dreams and really pursue them. And so when you want something deep inside, you kind of do what it takes. And when you're presented with the opportunity, it's the preparation in it. So it's just knowing like, I've got to, these are my dreams in order to get it. I'm going to do what I have to do. Mm. Bottom line, Mm. period. And I think that's just how I'm wired. I think it's how Dina is wired because we've always kind of worked that way where we're almost obsessive in our work, but I think that's just kind of a part of our purpose. So it's that thing, that thing inside that brings you fulfillment, but you know if you don't do it to your best ability, you're not going to feel fulfilled. And mm. I am my worst critic with my work, so. Love it, love it. Dina, talk to me. Yeah, I would say the same thing is like really piggybacking on Courtney. It's your own internal drive. It, for me, my love of music, it was like I I knew nobody in the music business. I started at ground zero and I was just like, I just put my, I took risks. Mm-hmm. I put myself out there and I just started building relationships, building relationships. So I think it was like a trial and error as you go through life experience. It's not necessarily where you're really thinking about it consciously as right. you're doing it, but you're doing it. And, um, and yeah, so I just I just went for it. I kind of just was like, I'm gonna give it all I got and mm. see what happens, and then landed on my feet. And, and I want to I want to talk about something. You talk about taking risk, right? Um, and you 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 know, I could do the math. You opened up, a, you know, you started working at 19 years old. You had the studio, um, the Atlanta music scene. Um, it wasn't a safe music scene. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, how do you navigate that? Like, that's a big risk, right? Meaning that, you know, you're, you're again, in a male-dominated business, mm-hmm. but it's not, you know, you know, it's full, it's, it's full with the trap, right? Yeah. Right? Um, and so how do you navigate that? How do you navigate um, being a woman, being in a male-dominated industry? You know, you opened up a studio which is... Uh, you know, in an area dealing with people that uh, it isn't the safest, right? For the lack of better words, like, 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 how, like, how, like, like, what makes you still say, you know? And, and the reason why I'm harping on that because I, I don't want people to just, oh yeah, I took risks. Like, no, like this is. It's almost life and death type of risk, though, you know? And, You're right, because yeah, yeah. I'm not in just the music business. I'm, like, in hip-hop, mm-hmm. right? So that's the, the majority of where I spent my career is being in hip-hop and yeah. helping established artists and upcoming artists, especially in that genre. So yes, it was, I'm not, essentially I'm not really supposed to be here, right? I'm a Palestinian woman. I was born in Jordan in the Middle East. Um, This is not what my parents probably wanted me to do. And then here I am, not only getting in the music business where I didn't belong and didn't have any relationships, but I I got right into the the heart of hip hop and trap music, to be quite clear. At a time where (laughs) trap was, Trap. Yeah, so right. yes, were there some dangerous times? Sure. But I think the most risk out of all of that is, you know, is, is obviously your safety, number one, but number two is my the risk that I took with my money. Mm. The risk that I, I financially poured into my career and I, I spent every last do- dollar to have what I have. Mm. Wow, wow, mm-hmm. wow. And, and, and so knowing that um, there was a, a, a opportunity at the end for you to be financially rewarded. So talk to us a little bit about that opportunity to be financially rewarded for the risk that you took that now paid off multiples. Well, listen, I need to be more financially rewarded, don't you, Courtney? We (laughs) always need a little bit more financial reward. But um, yes, it it, it feels good at the end of the day. I think it's about the journey of it, really. Mm -hmm. It's not just the monetary factor. It's like it's being an influence, it's being able to help people's career and change people's lives. I think that's what really gives me the most fulfillment, Mm -hmm. Courtney. 
No, I totally agree. And it's kind of why we like being behind the scenes. And obviously, my career was not as, it was very different than Dina's. I came up in corporate. I launched a business to corporate brands, some, some really large corporate brands at that. So I don't have that same ex experience as Dina. But certainly, again, um, the risk is important, but it's seeing what you can do and helping for us right now. It's helping people who traditionally didn't have the opportunity to scale. I don't care if you're a hip hop artist, uh -huh. you're still not scaling like most country artists uh -huh. if you don't understand if you don't understand the real um, game plan and structure, right? Uh -huh. So it's taken the corporate experience, it's taken the relationships and then helping our clients to deliver what we know they deserve and to make um, although multicultural is like, you know, people are always like general market, multicultural, mm -hmm. but really we're mainstream. Like we are creating the culture across industries and genres Absolutely. and we want our clients, minorities to benefit from that on a financial way, mm -hmm. um, from a branding scope. And, and I think that's again, why we do what we do. Yeah. Cause we, it's our time to yeah. like shine and it's our time to have our people at the top of their game. Yeah. Um, because every other group really monetizes off of mm -hmm. us. We it's, are the source. Uh, yeah, and on top of that, I would say it's us being able to provide opportunities for minority women that typically wouldn't have that chance and to be able to work with an all-women-led team mm. and have that collaboration when normally in male-dominated industries, you're pit, you're, pit, you're pitted against each other right. and there's a lot of competition yep. and it's not doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to get there, right? I'm definitely going to get there <laughs> to C&D. But I still, I, I still want to be nosy, right? And okay. so Dina didn't answer my question about the studio, but it's all oh. good, though. It's all good, right? We don't want to get into no, the no. Drama. I get it. I get, I get it. You know, you know, because because I'm because I'm a I'm a finance 15 year banker professional, so yes. I, I know I, you know I, I've managed you know money for people who have wealth, so I know I know when to weave in and out of the money talk. So we're gonna leave it right there. But I will. Can I say something yeah, please, to that please, point? Please, yeah. What I did when I created the studio, though, is I created an environment where it was a family environment yes. and where people could collaborate and work together. So I never led with the energy of. Well, I'm gonna be in this room and uh, you're in that room uh, and my crew is here and your crew is there. It was like from the moment you walk in that door, we're collaborating, we're we're one unit, we're making good music uh, together. So I never had those real real issues that the street mm, issues yep. that other people might have had yep. in their studios and stuff like that because of the just the the, the tone that I set right. with the energy. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And the vibe that we wanted in that establishment. And I and, and I love that you said that. And I and I don't want to I don't want to glaze over that because I think energy and intention is very important, right? Absolutely. Because um, you know. I mean, I mean, I know for even for my, myself, you know, growing up in Harlem and being around situations that other people would would call dangerous in a time where you know I'm not supposed to be here and the things I've done in banking. Yeah. But at the end of the day, my intention was always pure, the energy, and so you know, I always had this level of protection, if you will, uh, because the people who knew what my real intentions were. Uh, you know, understood that. And so I love that you you mentioned that because energy is important. Right. You know, because I and, I... and I want other people to understand that it, it is about your intention. It's about the energy. Because if you put, you know, if you put the right energy out there, there is, there is no harm, and right? I actually think only a woman could have done it the way that I did it mm. when I had the different people in the different camps working together because, honestly, a woman balances things out mm. and, she's, and she's able to really get people that normally wouldn't see eye to eye or normally wouldn't work together to come together. And I think a woman's power is, is, how, is how that really happens because I think a man couldn't have 
pulled it off the same way. Mm, I love that. I love I that. And so, Courtney, you know, we, we, we talk about Dina taking certain risks. Mm -hmm. uh, and even though, you know, the risk that you took, right, uh, I think is an even greater risk, right? But when you think about corporate, um, corporate America is built the way America is built. If we want to keep it all the way 100, totally. um, it's built for white men, right. right? And so for you to be in a business for the amount of years that you have been in the business and, you know, again, that's, that's why in the intro I said shattered you know, glass ceilings, period. Mm -hmm. um, how, like, how did you, you know, like, survive? Or how did you, um, you know, take those, those, that level of risk and not be faced with violent opposition for a black woman who is, mm -hmm. like, killing it in a, in a corporate arena? Because we see what happens when, um, you know, normally in order to uh, make it, you have to become competition. Like it's really hard to maneuver from the inside and make mm -hmm. it, you know, make it to that level. So how 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 did how did you how did you make that happen? Um, and so Dina and I do this all the time, and I hate to sound like this, but to piggyback off what she said, it's about for me, um, in most of those opportunities, I was the only female, I was the only black. So my counterparts for the most part were Jewish men. Italian men and just straight white men, right? But being the woman, again, you get to balance all that masculine competitive energy. So I never felt like I competed with them. And I always came to the table like we're a team and we're going to kill it. Because what I do know, um, I think the one thing that I have in me is a competitive sense, but I'm competitive against myself. And a lot of the men that I work with, they were just competitive in general. So I use that internal competition mm -hmm. to learn how to bring out the best of us. And I was kind of always like the mama of the team, honestly, mm -hmm. right? Like, and it's always back to strategy, let's remove the egos. I let them flex with their with their egos, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's a part of it. But for me, it was learning to play golf. For me, it was going boating. It was going to the pink pony and the cheetah and just being a part of what they did so that I became cool, mm. but also being able to get my point across and stay focused on our goal. Our goal is to, you know, for when I was in Atlanta, I think 88 million was like our budget. So we're here because we have to, in this radio market, we every year we're going to have to make $88 million. So how do we do it? There's six of us at this table and we run the whole operation. And so just being a clear-headed person, being a female and having that energy to kind of balance out the competition mm -hmm. to get shit done, because mm -hmm. we just get shit done. Mm -hmm. These are the goals, these numbers are big, but it's all relative, right? right? It really is relative. If your budget was 1 million versus 88 million as a cluster, it is what it is, and you split it the way you split it. But if we're on the same page, and I'm getting my part, and you're getting your part, and we know what we do, and we can over-deliver, it kind of doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So again, it's that intention and that energy and just kind of being a little more feminine about how you approach things. Um, I think that kind of was my superpower, and mm. I think we agree that's kind of mm. why we've been successful. Mm, I love it, I love it. And so now fast forward, um, you know, you have your own thing going on, Dina has her own thing going on, um, and then you guys said, you know, Captain Planet, let our powers combine, right? <laughs> let our powers combine. Uh, you know, talk, talk to me a little bit about uh, the genesis of a C&D agency. So um, I'm glad you asked that because it was after COVID hit and the pandemic happened and we were all quarantined and we've been talking about doing things before. We've worked on projects here and there, but we really were able to focus in and be silent for a second and figure out like, what do we really, really want to do? And at this point, having accomplished so much, we, we could have easily just continued to go on our own separate journeys and been successful separately. But we wanted to merge together to bring our powers together and be able to, like we said before, empower the next generation of women leaders because I believe a leader empowers other leaders. Mm. You, you, that's how a leader acts, right? Yeah. And so um, we, we finally got the moment to, to focus in and we decided to just launch this thing. And we've been getting so much amazing support. It's been really, really wonderful. Wonderful. A lot of people want to work with us. And um, we, we're really in a niche market where we are, well, we are, you know, dealing with the multicultural community, but social responsibility as well is big for us. Mm, I love that. I love mm -hmm. that. I love that. I love that. And then so you know, uh, the brandista. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't we, we didn't talk about that, but but like, but like, um, what is the brandista? 
um, you know, and 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 why CND agency? Yeah, okay. So the Brandista first was when um before merging with Dina, most of my clients just at um the consulting level, most small businesses couldn't really afford like my services. So I created a platform with online courses to teach women how to build a brand, how to make money from e-commerce, to basically take their traditional business online so that they can learn to scale it. So I packaged like this course called Digital CEO School and I sold it and I have a blog that I write articles and I have a pretty extensive letter, a newsletter, and I still coach a couple of those women. So it was a way for me to just give back because I'm so passionate about women and developing them and helping them to figure out ways to monetize and, you know, their, what they do online. So that's the Brandista and that's kind of where that whole concept came from. Um, but Dina, hit, you know, she talked about C&D, the agency. For us, both of us personally, we have a passion for empowering women. And I think I was born with it. You probably was born with it. Just, just being who we are, right? Like women are badass. We get shit done. And sometimes we don't really get the full opportunity. So for us, um, more so than a business, honestly, it's to give back and to empower women to make them feel confident. Because sometimes we're challenged. We're challenged at home. We're challenged in the workplace, right? And just the foundation of this country hasn't really, it's not really a fair playing field yet. So we just want to help kind of, you know, level the playing field. And I love that. And, and but, but, you know, um, I hear this a lot by, you know, from other women yeah. that say, you know, you know, I don't like to work with women and, you know, uh, you know, women are catty and all that stuff. So like, how, like how, like how did this become this match made in heaven and, and, and sort of like, you know, you know, the focus on women, like, you know, you know why, why is it about collaboration and not competition yeah. with all of the noise that we hear about when women try to get together and the drama and the, you know? I think those women just haven't found the right women to work Ooh. with. And I also think that men kind of instigate that, that narrative of women having to be pit uh, against each other and, and be in competition. But I think for us, what's most important about our partnership is that we are number one, spiritually, spiritually aligned. So we believe the same things like internally. And I think that that with our trust with each other, with our loyalty and just understanding each other in a deeper level, I think that's why we're able to join forces and, and, and work together because I think you have to have almost the same vision and, and not necessarily the same way of getting there, mm -hmm. but the same ideals of how to get there. Mm, I love it. I love it. And I, and I, you know, a, a lot of what, uh, you guys were mentioning was was really about the give back, right? And I always say uh, that there are four types of people in this world, right? You have a consumer, producer, investor, and philanthropist. And in order for you to, you know, really get to a wholeness from a financial freedom perspective, you can't only consume, right? You have to produce some things, you have to invest, and you have to give back, right? right. Being a philanthropist. Um, and usually a lot of people scoff at that last piece, like, oh, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but 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 you guys, you're building your business off of that model of giving back, right? Mm -hmm. You know, definitely producing, definitely investing, but also giving back. Um, why is that so important? Why are you leading with the give back first? Um, I think that with anything that when you are a team and you have a common goal, I think you're just going to be more successful. And I think fulfillment. A lot of people don't realize that true fulfillment comes from giving back, mm. right? Like, mm. no matter how much money you make okay. in your career, you know, we've both been successful. But for me in corporate, I actually made a lot of money, mm. um, but I didn't feel fulfilled, mm. right? And that fulfillment piece is something to me when you feel like you've given and you've contributed and you're doing something that going to benefit not just you, but a bigger cause mm. and something you care about, that shit lights me up. Mm. Like, mm. I can just work off a of passion, mm. right? Mm. And I think to be successful and happy in your life, uh, just the wholeness piece, mm. it's about, you know, being healthy, mm. being financially successful, mm. but also having a sense of purpose and fulfillment, and that comes from giving. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, and so so, let, so let, let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, specifically... CND agency, um, you know, who are the clients you work with, who are the clients you're looking, your ideal client, 
Uh, let, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So with CND the agency, we provide six pillars. It's brand management, marketing management, PR, like public relations support, project management, operations management, and eventually, eventually, we will build out a talent management arm of this. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are our core services. All of our clients need different things, so we tailor our services depending on their needs and how they want to scale their business. But I would say the ideal client is a brand that wants to scale, that um, has a purpose, um, and wants to obviously reach and, and live in the multicultural community. What do you think? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some of our clients. I'll let Courtney <laughs> dive into that. I knew she was going to throw that I know. Um, towards me. Um, and let me just say, before I even start, um, some of our clients are clients we work with before that we brought over. So they're not all multicultural focused. Um, and, and we appreciate them and we value them because they pay our rates and it's a good partnership, right? So, um, so... Um, so, like, she brought people over, I brought people over. We yes. kind of joined our worlds, mine more in the entertainment world, hers also a little bit more on the corporate side. Mm -hmm. So, some of the brands that we're working with that's in our funnel, Spine Center Atlanta and Savannah, it's one of the biggest orthopedic uh, surgery centers in the southeast. Um, and GL, Little Italia, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Giovanni, but Gio's You've pizza. You've had some Antico pizza. Antico pizza. Okay. Um, there's, there's eight different locations, <laughs> so there are clients. Um, Umi, which I'm sure we all know, yeah. they're our client. Um, Foria, which is a really, it's a new client, and it, it's pretty exciting because it's an intimacy and wellness brand mm. um, that has African-American investors, mm. and so it's a consumer packaged good product. Product, It's really beautiful. It's infused with CBD, mm. um, and so it's really fun just learning how the mark, for me, it, learning the marketing and advertising guidelines of how, because there's just so much <laughs> stigma behind CBD and what's um, approved and what's not approved. So just learning, that has been amazing, and we're still wrapping our heads around that. Um, Dina, you want to talk about some of the stuff we've so done five, with the foundation? Yeah, and five-time Grammy award-winning producer Tricky Stewart, who you guys, I'm sure, know very well. He is a client of ours. We're working on a project with him. And T.I., of course, I work very closely with him on his management team. I've been with him for the last three years, but we've been helping with a lot of his philanthropy work on his Harris Community Works Foundation. So we've been leading up a lot of those initiatives for him. Awesome. Awesome. Ford Multicultural, we, we, they're waiting for us to add them back to the mix. We're no. building our team, so we're, we're so, getting everything together. Yeah. Nice, so, nice, yeah. nice. So we'll take on more as we build the team, but we are in the pro Right now we have, what, eight people on our team? Yeah. So, yeah, and it's all women, all wonderful women. Yeah, and I wanted to, you know, because, you know, in, in, in preparing for the interview, um, I, I noticed that, right? Like, like, yeah. like you, you are intentional about it being women-led, um, and so... You know, and, 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 and I, you know, as women who have done this and have, you know, um, have created leaders, um, you know, what is the, what, or, or, or what advice would you give, right, to not only women, but just men as well, but from a branding perspective, from a, you know, a, a, you know building up, building a business, um, you know, what advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out, who wants to, you know, scale and take their business to the next Before level? Before the branding expert jumps in, because yes. that's who she is, I would just say for me, what's been powerful for my own brand is just staying authentic to who I am mm. and being honest. I'm very honest with my clients, mm. and I am there to support them. But if I feel like there's something that we should maybe go a different way, I will speak up and say, and I'll support them regardless, but I think that's what's gotten me to the point that I am with my reputation and my credibility in the business. Mm. Totally, totally agree with everything that she says. I will also add that nowadays, there's just so much clutter, right? Like everybody has a new business, everyone has a new agency, like everyone, like, is, you know, cause you could just hop online and start something and be an expert in any space, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is, like Dana said, your reputation. Mm -hmm. So what are you known for? What are people gonna say about you? And also making sure that you have very clear ideas of where your revenue is gonna come mm -hmm. from. Like your financial model, yep. you're not gonna have a business. If you're just doing it for, 
cash and that's fine. But if you're going to build and scale a business, you really need to understand where your sources of revenue, where it's coming from, you know, your gross versus your net. Like we're bringing in X amount, but this is how much we're paying out. So this is what our goals are. Like we have goals, right? Like X amount of dollars is where we're trying to get and and con continuing to really um, develop and nurture the business and the financial part, right? Because the other stuff seems sexy and cool, but at the end of the day, if the money isn't coming in, it's really not a business. About making so money in the mouth. Right, right, right. That's my advice. Because right. if you're not making money, it's a hobby. Right, right. and right. it takes money to be in the mouth. Right, right, right. Like, right. Let's just right. keep it real. Yeah. Right. Big facts, big facts. All right, and so, so, so I want to I want to dig in a little bit. Uh, you know, as we talk about money personally, right? Sure. Um, and so you personally. know, when, <laughs> get all in your business inside the vault. Um, but you know, as you've had all the success. Um, what has been the, the 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 biggest thing or the most extravagant purchase that you guys have made? So in homes. the you know yeah okay. homes would be yeah. okay and and so and so um, and not cars because I lease my cars because I don't drive more than ten thousand miles a mm. year and I feel like I need a new car every three years. So in my in my opinion, leasing a car is a better mm. thing for me. Yeah. Um, a lot of people and buy. You can write it off. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can write it off, mm. but yeah, I just I don't want to deal with emissions tests. Yeah. Okay. And so and so I, and so and so I'm not gonna let y'all off that easy though because uh, homes is not really oh, okay. extravagant because okay. I you know it's an asset right yeah. and so and so you know it, it's not you're not spending money right because because once you once you put that it, it, so homes is a transfer of money you take the money you put yes. the money in the home yeah that value still stays in the home that's not extravagant. Okay. Now so, that value so, needs to increase. It, it does it does but even if it doesn't yeah. right that money still for the most okay. part. Is this personally or professionally? I, I want all the smoke, so. Okay. I mean, professionally, I would say it would be buying out my business partner that I had originally in my studio. Okay. I had to buy him out. Um, we just weren't seeing eye to eye anymore, and um, that was a big purchase for me. Okay. Extravagant, though. I want extravagant. I want, I want something that, like, I, you know, I bought a tiger. Like, give me, <laughs> tiger. give me something. Give me signs. Let me just let yeah, you know. Look, look, look. We're signs. Okay. I'm a Capricorn. My biggest fear in life is being broke, and mm. she knows this. Like, mm -hmm. that is my biggest fear, right? Yep. Like, I look at my little investment account, like, literally every day, mm. and be like, I need to make X amount of money before I can retire comfortably. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I'm not big on. Um, I like homes, yes. like I said, and I bought several. Okay, I'm about to say, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I had missed that. She said homes. Um, yeah. we like, I, we like I own my vehicle. I like Dina, which I think Lisa is amazing. Yeah. Um, for me, I just own mine. Um, shoes. So I shoes. have a really bad shoe problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not even going to say it's a problem because right. I give myself goals and yeah. it's like, if we land this client, then I will buy X amount of mm, shoes. I love that. Right? Okay. Yep, yep, so yep. it's just my little internal motivators. Mm -hmm. uh, we eat a lot. I think we like... We travel with we'll some money on travel. Yeah, yeah. And parties. We'll spend money on yes. a good party. Okay. Let me tell you. I mean, because it just sets the tone for everything. Yes. You have to have a good party. Travel, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. okay. Travel, right? And so, so but no tigers. Yeah. No tigers. I don't yeah. want no experiences. tigers. Right. I, don't want, right. I don't want a liability. Okay. Right? Exactly. Like, we like assets. And, so, and, and so, experiences. And, and so, have you know, um, that's financially responsible. Right, I'll say we that. Are, we are, we are. And and and, yeah. and where does that come from? Like, were, were you always financially responsible? Like, with, like, like, like. <laughs> I would love to answer that. Yeah, please, <laughs> please, please. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me just tell you. Uh, no, mm -hmm. I, this is the one thing I've learned about myself, and it was the, I learned it the hard way. Yeah. I know how to make money. Yes. I know how to spend money with the best of them. Yes. Right. But to manage my money mm. is something I do not understand or know. And mm. so I had to build a team of people that help me with that. Mm. I have a business manager yep. and I have an accountant. And mm. they tell me exactly what I'm supposed to spend yes. every month. And I usually don't go over that. But I, in the past, it, it took a long process to learn that. And I think you have to know, especially in running a business, what you're good at and what you're not good mm. at. I love that. I love that. So, I no, that. I was... No, I like to spend that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So I was just going to add again, and I promise you this is the truth, I'm a Capricorn uh -huh. and she's a Virgo, mm, right? Uh -huh. So just financial security, like if our finances are off, we're just off, mm. right? right? So I learned that actually early on. So for me, like Dana, I have an investment team and 
it's a Fidelity account. I don't touch it. Like I put a certain amount of money into it. I don't look at it. Then I have an E-Trade account that's like my play. I think I'm an investor, right? right? right like right. I really do. And I add money to it and I watch it. Um, so, and I have a budget. And typically I don't go over that budget, but I'm an emotional spender, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So like, right. yeah. So like if my emotions are kind of off balance, I'll go buy some shit I know I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. But then I'll feel bad for like three months. So I think it's just that practical sense of being an earth sign that we're kind of... Now that know. you say that, I, I like like jewelry and diamonds and stuff. And so I would like sometimes before I would even have the money, I'd buy something <laughs> yeah. like on Hilarious. credit. And then I'd be like, but I'm now I gotta make that money to pay that off right. and have more. So I would just set myself up to like, oh no, I need these diamond earrings. Right. You know what I mean? Yep, and then yep. you get them. And I guess that's not the don't do that, everybody. Don't do that, kids. That's not the way to do it. Yep. Don't put stuff on credit. But I would do that throughout my my life. And so and and, and so you know, all this experience that you guys have now, um, your 18 year old self. What would you tell your 18 year old self? Enjoy the process mm. and stop worrying because mm. everything is going to fall into place mm. the way it's meant to be at the time that it's meant to happen. Mm. Love that. Love that. Love that for certain. I agree. But also to trust yourself. There's mm. this voice inside of us that I, the older I get, the more I learn to trust it. And wow. it's always right. And I think that when I was younger, I kind of would sense something, but it wasn't ideal. It didn't necessarily align with like my religious beliefs or what my parents told me or what I thought I was supposed to do and how I was supposed to show up in society. Um, and just to trust that inner voice because it always knows. And the more you trust it, the better off you're going to be. So I love that. I love that. And so, you know, you... Both of you were able to start CND agency during a time, one of the worst economic times, pandemic is happening. Like, like, and so, you know, I'm gonna say tough times because I think everything is relative, right? right. And so you started this, this business uh, during, during a, a time that people would look at as tough. And so, you know, what advice would you give to an entrepreneur who is also looking to, you know, either run their business or start a business during tough times. So right now, I would just say, just pay attention attention to the trajectory of business, right? Mm -hmm. I think what the pandemic, the social unrest has taught us is that the old way of doing business isn't necessarily relevant right now mm -hmm. and moving forward. Like for us, we do a lot of Zooms. Mm -hmm. I mean, like this is our first in-person mm -hmm. really interview since the pandemic. So and, we've, and we've mm -hmm. done a lot, honestly. <laughs> so just... When you're thinking about your business ideas, think about the future of how the trajectory, what are the trends, what are the changes in your industry, and how can you use the beauty of not probably having to have an office, mm. right? Not having to have all these in-person meetings, like being able to literally use technology and where we are to build it on a very streamlined type of budget, right? So I think that's yeah. one really important thing right Seeing now that I would say. the opportunity in the, the tough times. Mm. You gotta yep. find that opportunity in there so you can like capitalize on that. Mm. I love that, I love that. And so, and then, you know, how important is mentorship, right? Because, you know, being in this business, um, you know, there are people that have come before us, um, you know, sometimes, especially as, as you know, as women, uh, you know, sometimes you may not have that person that's willing to mentor you. So, it, you know, is mentorship important? Uh, and, and, if, and if it's not, you know, or if, or if you can't find a mentor, you know, how, how, do you, how do you maneuver and figure out what to do? Well, number one, mentorship is super important. And I would advise that everybody try to find a mentor or a couple to help guide you through your career. But as a woman in the music business, when I first started, almost 20 years ago, I could count on my hand the number of women that were in C-suite or executive positions. And of course, things have changed and evolved and there's a lot more women that are not just in support and administrative roles, but throughout my career, it was men that were mentoring me and not women. And that's the whole, like, purpose and mm. point of CND the agency mm. is so that we can be that change so that we can be the woman that you didn't normally have mm. in your career to help mentor you wow. and it's not just men. Love that. Love mm -hmm. that. Love that. Courtney, what we'll say you? I always wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I agree and even today, I mean, when we look at mentors, my mentors are still the men mm. who, you know, I came up in the industry with and I think Dina's are too. So, 
I think it's extremely important though, because it's when you can have those offline conversations because um, anytime you can ask somebody who's done something over and over and had to come up with new solutions over and over, it just helps your way of thinking because sometimes you see things, your career especially, um, you know, it's kind of like I always gave myself financial goals, right, throughout my career. And it's bigger than that, but just having someone to guide you who's been there and can help you kind of deal with figuring out the best solutions to get where you want to go because sometimes we just see things the way we see it and it's not our fault. It's just our experiences are limited. So super important. And it's not, it doesn't have to be anything formal. It could be an aunt or an uncle that you respect who's in a place that you want. Um, it just has to be someone, again, who can help guide you and listen to you without being judgmental and bounce ideas off. So I really doesn't, I don't think it has to be as structured as we sometimes think of a mentor, but certainly important. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, Corny is about making her money. Okay? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So this vault is the perfect place for her. Absolutely. She is her. Everything is like Dina. What? What? How much? But how much are we making? Yeah, I picked that up. You I see picked how that up. You guys, how she just called me out in the ball. <laughs> oh no, no, no! It's obvious. It's, no, 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 no! She didn't call you out. It's obvious. How I, much yeah, yeah, money are they paying? Yeah, 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 That's yeah, yeah. all I want to yeah, know. Has the check? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The bank, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Don't for sure. call me back about it until that check. Exactly. She's not playing about that. Yeah, I'm just joking. No, no, no! I picked that up because, because I mean, again, as somebody who. Uh, you know, work with PLs and like. Yes, that, that's my life, though, Absolutely, right? Yeah. In corporate, it's very sure. different. And sure. so, you know. And as soon as you start talking numbers, I just blank out. Yep. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> <laughs> I would make a great part. I was like, can right. I pay my bills? Okay, that's fine. Right, all right, right, right. Keep it moving. All right, so let's go through the lightning round, right? Okay. And so we are in the vault. Um, and so, you know, we have some uh, financial terms and we want to, you know, kind of flip them a little bit, right? Yes. And so the first word I'm going to throw at you. Uh, is deposit slip, right? And so we know a deposit slip, you walk into a bank, uh, you're putting money into the bank, right? Yeah. But for us inside the vault, deposit slip is a slip up, right? Like, okay. like, like, t like tell me your, your, your biggest deposit slip with money. <sighs> My, there's so many with mine. Give me um, the biggest, <laughs> give me the biggest, Dina. Oh, wait, 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 you're asking like my biggest mess slip, up? Yeah, big mess up. Mess up, up in slipped money? slipped up, yep. Mm. Jesus. Oh, look, you, what you thought I was, oh, she said, look, there's so many deposits. She was, was like, like hey. wait, you want to know how much I deposit? <laughs> she, she said, wait, it was so many. Go ahead, talk your talk. Go ahead, no, no, go ahead. no, I just didn't know where we were going with it. Yeah. I would just say, I, okay, when I was younger, spending a lot of money frivolously on stuff that didn't matter, like materialistic goods. Uh -huh. So clothing that was like a one-time wear or just things that were just extravagant purchases of clothing that you just cannot wear multiple times because right. once they see you in that picture on the red carpet, you can't do it again. <laughs> and, um, and not being as smart with that kind of stuff and just spending like frivolously, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, and then... I, this is, you know, this is part of business, though. I, I had to take major risks with developing talent. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you get that money back and sometimes you don't. Mm. Okay. Love that. Love mm -hmm. that. That's Courtney. For me, um, one of the things that I've learned is that it's probably not that smart to buy a car cash. Mm. And I have done Courtney. that before. <laughs> okay. 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 Cash. 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 Yeah. Cash. And what kind of car was this? I won't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the vault wants to know. The vault wants to know. Come on, yeah. come on. What was this Because I thought it made sense, right? Because yes. you know how you figure out the interest and all that. And yes. then I had just gotten this big bonus from work. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Mercedes and buy this car. And actually, Angela sold it to me, one of my oh, best man. friends. Yes. We thought that was an amazing idea. And then yes. later, I was like, that was the stupidest shit I have ever yes. done yes. in my life. Because you lost 20% as soon as you drove it off the so, line. And my father was like, have you lost your yes. mind? But... Lesson learned. Lesson learned. All right, love it, love it, love it. Next word, charge off, right? And so, you know, a lot of times when 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 you got credit uh, and you don't pay your credit on time, you have the you know the bank charges it off. Um, and so, in your career, in your journey, uh, what are the people or mindsets that you had to charge off? Negativity. Yes. And what I also had to learn and charge off was that sometimes. When people treat you a certain way, it's a reflection of how they feel really about themselves. Ooh, big bar, okay. And not about what it is. So to stop, stop taking things so personally, Ooh, especially good. in business. That's good, that's good. Mm -hmm. Courtney. Um, for me, the biggest one was just um, 
knowing that every opportunity isn't the right one for you, right? Mm. So there are opportunities that come that could be financially lucrative that, you, you know, for a lot of reasons you might want to take. But to be honest with myself about the expectations and just know that every opportunity isn't a good opportunity mm. and to be okay saying no with that and to do it with confidence. No, I love it. All right, last one, trust account. Right. And so, you know, we know a trust account, trust fund babies. That's yeah. where, you know, the money goes in and everybody wants to live Why off that money. Why could that have been right? one? Right, right. Uh, but when we think about right. trust account, uh, be you know, <laughs> who, who are those people um, in your team or your life that uh, you consider those that are part of your trust account that help keep you balanced, keep you sane, help you push, you know, push you to that next level? Well, for me, of course, number one, obviously, Courtney is in my trust account. Keon Williams, she's also on our team on CND, and she is my business manager as well. She's definitely <laughs> in my trust account. Let me think. I have close friends that are my friends that I've, I've grown up with, and they're not part of my industry or my business. They're just real people that I keep around me to keep me accountable and keep me grounded as, as who I am as a real person. So I don't just, I'm, I'm in the music business, but I'm not of the music mm, business. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, I agree, Dina, of course. Um, Keon, of course. Um, Steve Ewing, who's one of my longest clients, he owns Wade Ford. It's like a three dealer group here. It's the largest minority uh, Ford dealership in the country, and we've been working together for forever. And I just admire his mind and how he thinks as a business person. So anytime, I mean, with Umi, I called yeah. Steve and yeah. it was like, hey, this is the situation. Should we take it? I'm glad we took it. Yeah. Um, but this episode is sponsored by Greenwood Bank. He, you know, these are the pros, these are the cons. How are you going to sleep at night? You know, these are the questions that he asked me and he's always very, his insight is very helpful. So certainly him. And last but certainly not least is my 22 year old daughter mm. who is super grounded mm. and super keeps it 100% real with mm. me. So nice. nice. Love it. Love it. Mm. All right. And so, when you think about this space, right, and so you've given advice for entrepreneurs in tough times, uh, but there are still people who have nine to fives who are still trying to figure it out. Um, and they might say, you know, they might have their, their, their foot in, you know, working a nine to five, but then they also, you know, have that side hustle. Um, and so what advice would you give to the side hustler? My advice is know what your vision and goal is for your the true thing that you want to do, what you're passionate about, but keep your day job mm. until you make enough money in what you love to do mm. where you can sustain yourself. A lot of people just jump right in and you have to make money in order to survive. So you're going to have to sacrifice that beginning part where you're going to be doing a lot of double work, a lot of long hours, a lot of long days. Mm. And... Um, I would also say don't be desperate mm. when it comes to money. I, I, do, I don't make decisions based on desperation ever, mm. especially financially. So like Courtney was saying earlier, I wouldn't take on a client just because of the money. I, I'd take them on because I want to do it. Um, so don't make money decisions based on that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I would just ask them to be honest with themselves about why they want to be an entrepreneur. Because mm. I think a lot of people think, again, that this is this sexy business mm. that, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm the boss. But it's, it's a lot of hard work. And I think that um, keep that nine to five, make sure that it's something you're willing to do and, and step into it. But really um, have clarity again on how you're going to make money or you're going to waste a lot of time and a lot of money just trying to figure it out. Right. So figure out where I'm going to get money. What do I need to do? How much clients do I need to to have at what rate to back into this number that I'm gonna be okay being able to live off of and for how long. So I just, again, think that the numbers are just super, super important. Absolutely. And I, to piggy, piggyback on one thing she said, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. I know people sell it like this dream, but it, we need the people that have the structured settings, that we do need the people that don't wanna have to be the entrepreneur. Right. It is a lot of responsibility and a lot of, it, like it's eat what you kill. Right. So if you're not down for that lifestyle, it's okay. Right. You don't have to be right. an entrepreneur, it's right. fine. Just work for one. Just work for one yeah. or work with one or you yeah. do whatever you want. Like A lot of people just love that structure or system where they know where they are in the system and they don't have to go home and worry about the payroll. Yeah, I, no, I love that you said that because it's yes. true, no. right? Because, because <laughs> um, there is 
you know, uh, there's like this, it's like it's, you have to have the stomach for entrepreneurship, That's right? It. Because to have that level of, you know, first, not only uh, is it your well-being that's you know that that's on on your hands, but then also if you have employees or people who you might contract, there's a yes. lot that goes into that, and so you have to have the stomach for it. So I love that you said yeah. that and accountability for it. Absolutely, really, if you look in the mirror, it's you, baby, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. be your own motivator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do all-nighters, not as much as I used to, but sometimes. I love it. I love it. Um, and so you know, there, there's a lot of money myths out there. Um, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and, <laughs> you know, uh, there's just so many. Sure. Um, tell me a money myth uh, and then help, help me dispel that money myth. Oh, okay. Um, that it's hard to make money. I, mm. I, I don't think it's hard to make money, honestly, right? I think that we all have different mindsets when it comes to money and whatever your mindset is is what's going to show up. So Ooh. if you think it's hard, it's going to be hard. Ooh. For me, I, I don't. It, mm. I've never thought it was hard to get clients to make money. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, it's not. Mm. So I, I would tell people to really challenge their own mindset, right? Because most times, based on our experiences, we create a mindset. Mm. But if you want to change that, you got to change the perspective in order for the outcome to change, right? Ooh, so I just think it's important to, why do you think that? Because of old experiences. But if you want to change it, change your mindset, and then the experiences mm. will Wayne change. Dyer says, if you change the way you look at things, the, the things, things that you look, look at will change. Absolutely. And that's really the same concept. Mm. Love it. Love it. For me, I think it's two part. It's just because you have a credit card doesn't mean you have money. Mm. <laughs> True. So let's just start there. Charging things on credit does not mean that you have that money. <laughs> right. So don't go down that slope. Yeah. And but knowing that money also includes your good credit. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Building that and starting that early is yes. super important. Yes, OPM, other people's money. Yes. To use it wisely. Most, you can build most wealth. wealthy people are using other people's Absolutely. money and just growing their own. So, yes. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. All right, y'all. C and D. <laughs> Am I my sister's keeper? Now, y'all don't even know that, that reference, right? <laughs> but C and D, Courtney Rhodes, Dina Marto, thank you so much for the wisdom for everything that you're doing, especially for women, uh, because, you know, this is a woman-led woman business and, you know, pushing, breaking glass ceilings, shattering them. Um, what's next for Dina Marto, Courtney Rose, C&D? We are just working on building and scaling this business so that eventually we can sell it and make a lot of money to put in this vault. Yes. Love it. Boom, exactly. Bars. Bars. We want it to be a household name, bottom line, period. Bars. All right, thank you. Where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? So our website is cndtheagency.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, at cndtheagency.com. And, and if they want to follow, you know, your personally, journey, yeah, personally, watch I'm, your, 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 you know, your frivolous spending yeah. and your jewelry and all yeah. that. So I'm dinamarto.com is my website. And then follow me, of course, Instagram, Twitter, and everything else is Miss Marto, M-I-S-S-M-A-R-T-O. So for my personal website, it's thebrandista.com. And on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at thebrandista. All right, y'all, there you have it, Ash Cash. The CND Agency, Courtney Rhodes, Rhodes, Courtney Rhodes, <laughs> Dina Marto, inside the vault. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tapping and tuning in. We'll see you next time with another awesome episode. I appreciate y'all. Peace. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.